Welcome to the Career Pro Podcast. We are really excited to be joined by Michael Whitman and Dana Gower, both financial planners, financial gurus. You guys probably don't like that phrase, but very qualified to talk about the topic we're, we're speaking about today, which is we're going to call it cabin fever and what you should do about your personal finances now, May 2020. Here are some really good thoughts, some things I think you can sink your teeth into. Welcome, Dana. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Yeah, you're welcome. What should we be thinking about if if we're in a position of we have a job, we think it's secure, we don't not sure about our job? This is a time of tumult. But what are some of the fundamentals that we might need to keep in mind while there's a lot of storm? storms around us at this moment in time, regardless of our financial situation. Tell us what we should be thinking about, guys. I think it's uh, about managing your emotions. This is a very stressful time for all of us. Even if you say, John, you are employed and continuing to earn your income, you're working from home, maybe you have a spouse or significant other and kids that are there and you're trying to get the work done, uh, at the same time, the market has been very volatile, and uh, people are on the news, uh, the bears, the bearish people all saying, "Hey, it's doom and gloom. You're going to lose everything." The bullish people are saying, "Don't worry. It's going to the market's going to come back rapidly and better than ever before, and everything in between." So, tremendous amount of uncertainty and fear, stress around trying to manage uh, yourself and others during this process. Very good. I think this is truly, you can't untie emotions from money a lot of times. And I know that's been true in my life with uh, a son with special needs, with different things that have happened with our family. It really does, it it impacts. So what are some more of the fundamentals, Michael, that people should keep in mind that you shouldn't throw out the window in a time of tumultuous market activity? Yeah. So, so first I'd like to talk about the emotions for just a brief second. So I'd say, keep in mind that we're all in the same situation. So your, your neighbor is sitting there by themselves with their kids, their spouse, all in the same house. So since we're all in the same situation, we can lean on each other virtually to, to help each other get through this. Uh, that'd be the first thing I'd say. Now, as far as money goes, uh, I'd say, let's, let's stick to what we can. If you're still contributing to a retirement plan, keep contributing to the retirement plan. Um, consistency and uh, a strategic savings strategy is always going to win out. Um, if you're making contributions that are to uh, an outside of a, a retirement plan, like a IRA or a Roth IRA, maybe you want to parse back a little bit, but still make those contributions just so you're used to contributing. So keep the discipline, keep the habit, keep the muscle memory is kind of what you're saying. Dana, let me turn to you. What have we learned in past macro crises like the Great Recession, dot bomb, 9-11, these things where the markets took a hit? If you look at the trajectory in general of markets, and believe me, I'm no market guru, I've got you guys on the phone for that, is people that stayed with the plan, stayed the course, and had that discipline really have done well over time if they had a good plan. 
historically, and because you're the author of the upcoming book, Boomernomics, what can you tell us from a historical perspective? Well, you hit the nail on the head um, at a 30,000 foot level, John, and that is, you know, the message that all financial advisors and all investment companies will say is stay the course. Now, that is generally true. And we know that markets uh, correct generally every five to seven years. Some are more more hard hitting than others. And yes, if you have if your if your portfolio is diversified, well diversified, tax efficient, and balanced according to your risk tolerance, which can change over time, as well as your goals can change over time. But if those things are all static, then stay the course. Now. During a sandstorm like this, there are opportunities to <clears throat> look at what you're doing. What you know? Ha- how will your portfolio? Is it performing the way it can, as best it can, under the circumstances? Should it be repositioned because you haven't you've been too busy working anyway, and you should be taking a pulse on that? Has it been stress tested to withstand some of these some of these sandstorms that? Become more important as you age. If you're 20 and 30 years old and you have a portfolio and it's mostly equities, okay, you, you, and you don't need to make a distribution, you really don't have anything to worry about. But when you get to boomer age or you're even you know, older 40-year-olds, 45-year-olds, anytime you have a downturn and you hit what we call um, drawdowns against your account, it's harder to recover Recover from that. So making sure that your portfolio is well-balanced, diversified, tax-efficient is really the longer answer of stay the course. Isn't it, you know, I've heard this from being on some Zoom podcasts with small business owners, with startup companies. I hosted a couple of great startup minds this past week in a podcast that I did who have started actually and sold multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar companies and, and coach people in that, you know, what if, what if you're in this time and situation? A lot of those meetings have said, hey, clean off your whiteboard. This is time to rethink some things that you're doing financially. Isn't, and I don't mean to set you up and tee you up, but I feel like this is a time when you need to maybe rethink some of the things that you've done financially or reset your plan. So what would that be a good use of your time as financial coaches and advisors at this time? The same thing startups and businesses are doing. John, that's a great point. This is a great time to to really go back to the basics. Uh, Talk to your spouse about your current financial situation. Maybe even get a second opinion from a financial planner if you're not currently seeing one. Uh, really sit down and redefine the financial goals and what's most important to you and your family. That's pretty powerful because if you ask some people, you know, why, why they're investing, I think that's pretty powerful because that could change at different times in your life, not just because of a crisis. Why? Because I'm afraid I won't have money later on. No, maybe it's because you have a new grandchild. You want to, you've shifted. Instead of buying that home in Florida and doing this, maybe you want to start moving money toward some of your kids, or maybe you want to 
you know, build your consultancy into retirement so that you stave off a potential downturn with your company. All those decisions aren't the same for 30, 40, 50 years. They change, don't they, guys? They absolutely do. And to your point about children and, you know, if you think about the financial planning approach to things, whether you're working with an advisor or not, it really separates investing into different buckets, right? You have your retirement fund bucket, you have college fund bucket, you have uh, maybe some play money bucket um, where it's just for fun investing. You have cash reserves that, uh, you know, ideally that are out there for emergencies like or crises like we're in right now for many people. And so investing really is the goals and the techniques and tactics are different for each one of those buckets. So if your kids have graduated college and that is now done, maybe you can redirect more towards your retirement if you feel that, uh, you know, in, in, in a good financial planner can help you with forecasting this. But if you feel that your retirement bucket is underfunded, then you can turn your attention to, you know, beginning to rectify that by better funding your your own retirement. Michael? I agree. I think that uh, creating goals for yourself first is going to be the most important part of financial planning in general, whether you're with a planner, whether you're doing it on your own. Because if you can see the end game, it's a lot easier to then take the necessary steps on a day-by-day basis to ensure that you reach those goals. If you're just trying to grow a portfolio or save money just for the sake of saving money, there's never going to be a number that's, that's right for you. Um, I, I did this approach when I was trying to lose weight a couple years ago. I said, instead of saying, hey, I want to get down to 200 pounds from 260, I said, what I want to do is, is I want to work out for 25 minutes a day every single day. And the way that I'm going to reward myself for achieving each day, daily goal is to have a icy, uh, one of those Lindy Italian ICs. I love those things. So I gave that at my, as an award or reward for myself for completing each daily task. And yes, I did. I lost uh, about 65 pounds. So that's uh, outstanding. That's, <laughs> thank you. We, got, thank we you. have to do a whole show on that. Believe me, after people being confined at home and you know, uh, maybe not following all that, not being able to get to the gym. That could be my, our most popular show, Michael. Are you ready for that? Of course. And I did it all with Beach Body On Demand and T25, 25 minutes at home. Are they paying? Quick aside, are they paying you for these plugs? <laughs> not at all. It was. Then stop paid, mentioning. What are you them. doing? <laughs> all right. Let me turn to something as we start winding up here. This has been, to me, very helpful. Look, you're driving home. You've got friends that you know. They're listening to Susie Orman, David Bach, Dave Ramsey, Chris Hogan. These people have done, in general, a lot of good, and, but it's popular advice to the masses. And that can be very helpful. And believe me, I've, I've heard the testimonials and people have paid off their house and gotten out of debt. But why is it important to have a close-knit, tied-into-you, personal finance person not just someone you're reading books from or you hear this story, or perhaps worst of all, you, you listen to one show on CNBC or something and decide, I'm going to change everything toward that. Help us with the popular knowledge that's out there, not discarding it, 
but why is it important to deal with someone who's really intimately understands you and your goals? I think it has to do with just that. It's what are my goals? What are my, what is the makeup of my situation? You know, individual versus family. Uh, as you, as people have amassed assets, what, what I want to have happen to those assets now or, you know, in the end, you know? And so the shows that you've referred to, they do have trinkets of good information, but if you somehow hear, you know, what sounds like good advice, but it's totally not suitable to your situation, uh, you could shoot yourself in the foot. But if you, if you, as Michael said, if you, you start like in Boomernomics, we talk about starting with a vision. What's the vision that you have for the remainder of your life? And uh, are you going to continue to work or are you going to fully retire? Huge difference there. If you continue to work, is it going to be paid or unpaid? Uh, starting with that and then setting specific goals, if you haven't already in support of that vision, uh, and then load in the finances to support it, that's hard to get in a, you know, clear information and direction off a radio show. True. And Michael? Uh, yeah, I, I would second that. I would say not every situation is the same. I'd say we all have different goals and aspirations. We think about money differently. We relate to money differently. We have different priorities. So because we all come from different backgrounds, what we need to do is sit down, take a step to work through our individual and family money issues. That's a crucial part of understanding the way that we think and feel about money. And that's how we're going to be able to reach our goals once we define them. And so you... What you do is represent ability to have real-time answers about being tax smart, about retirement, about how emotionally, here's what I want to do for my kids money-wise, what should I do, what would help them become more independent, how do you tell kids about finances when you're struggling, when you're not struggling, how do you get through tough times where you feel like, I don't want to talk to my financial planner, I just took a hit on some things that I did in my portfolio they didn't know about. Isn't that the time to get a hold of you? Like it's like when when there is a feeling of tumult. I'm just I just feel like sometimes people don't reach out to me as a career coach because it's like, no, this is not a bit good time. Well, you know, maybe it's not, but guess what? That may be a time when you're better able to replan, listen, reinvent, and it could be a blessing to your life. Guys, I'll let you have the last word. This has been very helpful. Well, I think I think John Lee analogy that Michael talked about and it was how he remarkably lost weight by tweaking some of his techniques a little bit. But, you know, you're talking about wellness versus um, in the health field analogy. You talk about, you know, being on a wellness plan versus getting sick because you don't take care of yourself well um, and, and you end up having to go to the hospital. And uh, either way, you know, a professional approach can help you. Uh, what we recommend and subscribe to is this idea of instead of just financial planning, is financial life planning. And, uh, you know, that kind of gets back to the emotions that we opened up with. It's like, you know, we, even the strongest business people who, you know, who work with facts first and all this stuff at work. I mean, this is a very uh, personal issue, as 
Michael said, and it's all about feelings and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, and if you're not dealing with that as part of your, your plan and looking out for your, for your own welfare and children and all that, then I think you're missing something. That's great. Uh, guys, how do we get in touch with you and Michael? Any last thoughts? Sure. So you can get in touch with me by either calling me on my, my cell phone number, 919-260-7709. You can go to our website, www.michaelwhitmanmba.com, or you can email me at michael at millenniumpg.com, which is M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-U-M as in Mary, P as in Paul, G as in George.com. And the only thing that I would say is, is uh, that my best clients, they know that when they come and work with me, or if they're working with any certified financial planner professional, really, they don't have to make financial decisions blind. What we do as planners is, is we can show clients how their financial decisions today can affect their goals later down the road. Well, and John, uh, Michael and I work together in many respects. So if they contact him and, uh, you know, he, he, will, he will bring me into that initial discussion uh, where I think I add a lot of value is on the front side um, of with the vision and, and goal setting. I do, you know, I have run a mutual fund. I do the finance, can do the financial stuff too, but we kind of, kind of tag team that. And, uh, and so people of all ages, you know, Michael's, Michael's obviously younger than me. I mean, I know you can't see him, but he's much younger. And, uh, and then I'm in the boomer category. So we can, we can serve, we can understand all age, ages and demographics. Well, thank you both for your generous insights at this time of tumultuous market activity and emotional turmoil. We're going to get through it. And we're going to get through it strong with the help of people like yourself. And I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you, John. Thank you, John.